Sun Tzu said, the art of war recognizes nine varieties of ground. One, dispersive ground. Two, facile ground. Three, contentious ground. Four, open ground. Five, ground of intersecting highways. Six, serious ground. Seven, difficult ground. Eight, hemmed-in ground. Nine, desperate ground. This is Common Ground Attack, a political podcast among best of friends, with your hosts, Joshua Heffley and Eddie Espinosa. Oh, recording. Hello, hello, everyone. No cold. Yeah, I know, right? This is, uh, this is Josh. This is Eddie. I was going to say, you're supposed to introduce yourself at this point, I think. <laughs> I think so. I think that's the rule. We have, Maybe we it is. We don't have a real cadence to it yet. I think it's just whatever we feel like doing. So far, I think you and I have been pretty good about psychically telling each other who's going to do it. And yes. today, I think we just knew that we'll just do one each, and that's yeah, how it'll work. Welcome to Common Ground Attack, everybody. We're back. Yes. <laughs> we're back. Oh, and uh, this uh, we're, we're talking with Eddie here. Yo. And that's Josh. Ah! Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I caught on. I, I was waiting on. for it. <laughs> I, was, I was picking up what you're putting down. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Um, what are we talking about tonight? Let's uh, let's go over some topics because I mean, um, there's been a lot that happened this week, but more less in the protesting. And I mean, there's been some stuff that's been happening with protesting, but more with uh, COVID recently. Yeah, because COVID's not gone. I don't know if anybody noticed that, but it is. We, not we gotta gone. we gotta jump back on that pandemic train. Well, I, I I think we it's not that we have to leave pandemic that the pandemic never left us. Well, yeah, it's just kind of sitting there like uh, tapping us on the shoulder as we're trying to snipe, you know. Hey, I'm still here. Hey, hey guess hey. what, guys? <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> blow the wind of God. <laughs> we just watched that video. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, believe so, it or not. Is there any headlines that we need to we need to go through beforehand? You know, I didn't even look up headlines for busy week, so I don't know outside of protesting and COVID oh. if anything special happened. Mm, not that I know of. I mean, local news. There's a fire burning here in the mountains, and it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, causing some evacuations both in Oracle and in northern Tucson. Um, so it's uh, you know, stay safe out there. Everybody's is in the path. Mm-hmm. Like if you're called to evacuate, evacuate. Don't don't sit around and try to wait it out. Um, especially especially out here, it's so hot, so windy right salt, now. It's salt just, on the wounds. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like that whole thing. You know, you got oh protesting and oh police violence and oh fire. Um, so, so another thing, we don't need to get into it today um, because then we're going to focus mo- more on the COVID stuff today. But I, I did yeah. go to a protest this week, so probably we're, we can probably bring it up next week. We can do another round on, on, on protest stuff. But yeah, yeah, I mean, we could definitely do that. We could um, even talk about. Surprisingly, I haven't heard too many uh, too much from our lovely presidential candidates. There was t- there's two things that I know of that kind of speak to political stuff when it comes to, to protesting that probably just worth a quick minute. Yeah. Um, one of them was that um, Biden, poor old nominee Biden, he tries. I think I think we've accepted that and just know that he's going to suck at it, even if he does try. 
and this week in response to what he was saying about you know all, all these different protests about police brutality he said a lot of nice things you know the the platitudes you would expect of someone in his position to be giving but he yeah. sort of punctuated all those platitudes with you know we shouldn't be training cops to go for the heart maybe just for the leg like in and he says this like not as like a policy thing or even like the troubleshooting of, of actual training but he says this at, at like a like a commemorative like memorial like that's part of his speech like if they had just shot people in the leg this would be fun <laughs> just like jeez maybe if they learned other tactics other than pulling out their gun and shooting people yeah and and that's the thing is 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 okay i can understand and i'm never never going to say that the police shouldn't ever be able to approach an actual criminal somebody who is a threat to society somebody's a threat to them with that kind of issue but the other side of it is is a lot of them see black people as that kind of a threat no matter what at the get go it's just right off the bat they see him as that kind of a threat um or like maybe stop pulling people over on the side of the road and whipping out that pistol and t- barking mysterious orders at people and if they don't perfectly comply you're going to shoot them that, that has been fascinating right that one of the one of the most fascinating things about this conversation is just how we're rethinking traffic stops like man like it it's almost no wonder that they escalate the way they do uh, just because one, you're dealing with a police force that's been trained to force a little excessively, yeah. a little excessively, <clears throat> um, a little excessively, and I could again, there's situations where you have to you have to act that way. But I mean, you also got to use common sense. You can't just sit there and bark orders at a regular civilian and expect them, especially when they have a gun drawn on them, expect them to not panic and freak out. Like they, you you are triggering fight or flight in people that don't need that triggered in them <laughs> yeah exactly and you're well, expect- I mean, it, it, and you're expecting them to react with all wh- the reason what, yeah what happens what happens if you pull over a veteran who has ptsd and he gets a gun drawn on him and he can't you know he can't do that like like they don't do that because uh, I, don't, I don't know why I, like i just don't understand it so I bring it up because I think it's a perfect. This whole thing, what he said, perfectly kind of encaps, encapsulates the candidate he is for America. He he is the shoot in the leg president compared to shoot in the heart president we have now. Like that's the difference. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's the thing is is instead of instead of saying like why don't they just shoot him in the leg? Like why don't we just have them better trained so that way they can de-escalate situations. And that's one of the things, like, I, that's what I don't get. Like, when I post on Facebook, I posted uh, reform the police. Like, reform their training, reform the police. People got mad. They got mad at it because, number one, they don't understand at all 100% what I'm saying. Because here's the thing. They take the little hashtags, um, defund the police or abolish the police or something like that. And they run with the name of it. They run with the name of it, and they say, defund the police. Oh, what are you going to have? No police? <laughs> That's the dumbest argument. But whoever came up with that hashtag did it to themselves. And they you know started what? a fight that they shouldn't have started. And honestly, I'm not mad at it. I'm fine with the hashtags. I, I am very much on the defund the police train. So. Look, and, and it's, fi- <laughs> it's fine to be under that, uh, like, to be for what the hashtags actually stand for. But knowing what they stand for... And then still going after the name, you're just giving idiots a reason to fight. You're just giving them a reason to fight. That's why I say reform the police 
because then that's the thing you're never going to get through your message if you say to fund the police find out later and this is definitely something we'll dig into so I, I'm, yeah, I'm ready yeah. for that I, I just I, I, <laughs> I'm ready for that but I know it I just I just wanted to stress the issues of that, like of that name like I just I understand I know exactly what the that name stands for I know why they chose that name choose a different name for the love of God, for everybody who is going to be stuck arguing semantics with people who just don't get anything, change to, the name. To pivot off of, off of this, then, the other yes. thing that I that I saw that I think is just more of the collective, I want to say sigh? No, sigh is the wrong word. The collective ugh that we have as a country for what's going on. The, yeah. Uh, you, do you see what the, 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 the senators, the Democratic senators did in solidarity with what's going on? Oh, <laughs> they, didn't they, I heard they kneeled i didn't see the actual picture because i just didn't want to bother to look but they kneeled so, in solidarity or something which if that's all it was i think that might have been fine oh okay but what huh. they did what they did on top of that and and there's there's some argument about the details but it's just overall it's just a bad look they wore these like african scarves and there's an actual name for them i'm hearing about all week but they like in this attempt to show solidarity they like appropriated like symbols from from the culture that they're trying that they again that they always try to take for granted and try to act like they're part of some club when just it's more a, pandering it's more pandering this is all it yeah, was yeah and, and then also i mean there's a huge reactionary thing that happens with all of this kind of stuff especially with races people are always uh, like you either a you're gonna be okay with it or b you're gonna be so vitriolically against it you, you're just gonna like go in the complete opposite direction and then also be racist while doing so why can't we have our own culture you have your own culture but live together and work together how, how is that a problem how is it racist I mean, if i don't like put on a an african tribal scarf and you know it depends live in, I, live in that culture i think it's just a lot of that is just there i mean appropriations could be a different topic altogether we might want to cover one yeah that's also another thing yeah and I, I think it's just in this case it's just that it came off as superficial like it just oh, came of off as superficial and of course. And, I, and i think the only saving grace the whole thing has is that i think that i i think it was the black caucus like advised them on how to do it which if that's what it is i guess there is on one hand sure if the black hawk is t- tells you this way to do the solidarity i guess okay with it it just just didn't look right like it just it just shouted like superficialness which is what we don't want we don't want superficial change when it comes to anything that's going on right now and yet it right. feels like from the people who are going to act the most enact the most change that's all we're getting wait you right. think more plastic than woman nancy pelosi is uh, not superficial uh, i mean the it seems more and more every day. It seems yeah. like more and more every day. Uh, but what are you going to do? It's, I know. But more stuff for another day. Anything, anything you're going to vote them out. Hey, that's a change. Yeah, there you go. Get rid of them. Stop voting for the elites in the Democratic Party. Oh, and the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Is that common have ground? I saved, are we have done? I saved, have I saved my country? No, no. Is, because is that it for a podcast? I mean, we found the answer. Yeah. <laughs> just, just seriously, like, like this is really like I, I and going back and forth and everything with people on uh, line. It's just what gets me going. It really is is people telling me that you can't you can't vote for somebody else. It's not that way. You can't just do that. Well, why not? Why can't you just do that? Who's to say that you don't want to vote? 
for the best candidate? Why do you have to vote for a Republican or for a Democrat? It, I think it kind of just goes back to people are so ingrained in their politics and that their party is is the winning formula. And to do anything else is asking for just, if if not asking for the opposite bad thing, asking for the most inefficient, another inefficient way. Like, yeah. here, guys, I have the right tool. Like, that's what they think. I have the right tool. Why wouldn't you use this? If you're not using this tool, it's because you're... Or well, and that's the thing. And, and here's the thing with politicians. Why aren't they using the best tools from the Republicans and the best tools from the Democrats and putting them all together and being like, here you go. I mean, that's why we have a podcast. <laughs> we're going to answer I, I, that. It's, just, it's we're, we're... stupid to me. And then, and then when I say that, and when I post uh, post something like that on Facebook, I get, you can't do that. What do you mean I can't do that? I'm going to do that. Eventually. I, will, I, I think I'll run. I think I'll make a, can, a, a run for office. Yay. Because I, I, I'm just so I'm just so tired of hearing people telling me that I cannot vote a certain way or I can't be Republican and not like Donald Trump or I can't be a uh, Democrat and not like Joe Biden or I have to like Joe Biden because I don't like John, Donald Trump. I, I, like, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of hearing that. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. You're completely missing the point. Everybody who is listening to this and who argued with me on my Facebook, you're entirely missing my point altogether. I mean, I guess just one last thing before we move on from headlines. Sorry, I'm ranting. That's not even a headline. It's just me ranting. I I think what we're going through right now, this whole conversation about police brutality and racism and institutional racism that exists. I mean, that's clearly like if you're making that about a specific political agenda, you're, you're already doing it wrong because it's not about that. I, yeah. I I would argue that maybe certain political platforms might lean a certain way, but at the end of the day, that shouldn't be your, like, I'm doing this because I'm a Democrat or I'm doing this because I'm a Republican. That that shouldn't be what you're following right now. And if you yeah. are, you 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 need to check yourself. Ooh, I got something. I got something. And, and this, is, this is something, and it's not really super important this is going to be completely off topic it's not like super important but as we know this month is uh, pride month mm-hmm. okay so nickelodeon just announced that spongebob squarepants is gay mm-hmm. they announced that even though the show's creator specifically said he's not gay he's a sponge and he's asexual thank you i, I was gonna say like like you know the yeah, yeah, okay, you did it. <laughs> I okay. don't anymore. <laughs> now, now, now that the show's creator is dead, Nickelodeon decides, well, well, well we could make him gay now. Now, do you think All... that's what it was, or do you think it was just a mi- like they misunderstood? No, they didn't misunderstood. He told them. He <laughs> was in an interview on the channel where he said it. Because I, I, I can't understand the logic behind it. Like, like, first off, Nickelodeon, like, even that same post, I think, if we're looking thinking about the same post... There's plenty of other representation if they're looking for a specifically gay character. Like more specifically, like uh, was who's it? Katara, Katara, Cora, Cora. Cora was, there we go. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. So, so like making him, you know, overlapping just for the sake of overlapping. Why the whole the whole Pride Month also includes Ace and what and everything about being Ace. So like, why complicate it? <laughs> like you yeah, had exactly. it. You had it. You you, you had everything There's you needed. No need. There's no need. There's no need. But it, oh, there is one need. There is one need, and this is why they want to capitalize on it. So they want to. Yeah. T- they want to make money somehow off of SpongeBob SquarePants being gay. 
during Pride Month. Yeah, you can't help but you can't help but think that that's that's probably like I, I know my initial reaction was given them the benefit of the doubt, but honestly, why why am I giving them the benefit of the doubt? It's it's such a it's such a blatantly obvious reason of why they did it. Like, have they responded? I haven't seen any response from. Oh, of course not. They're they're gonna wait for it to blow underwater because uh, blow underwater because of COVID nineteen and protests and everything. So they're just gonna let it go. And you know, negative press is good press for something like that in this time. Yeah, but excellent point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I man, another thing that that reminded me of, and I don't know if we want to get into it today. Were you hearing hearing all the stuff about J.K. Rowling? Uh, yeah, yeah. So speaking of <laughs> characters that are inexplic- inexplicably needed to be called out for being gay, J.K. Rowling, what ha- what did she do? So what she what she did is that she commented on this article that talked about uh, I guess how menstruation is being clinical. What's the word I'm looking? For? How I think the 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 African continent is dealing with menstruation. I, I forget it was that specifically or a general topic overall. Long story short, the the way the article put it, people who menstruate, like quote unquote people who menstruate or those who menstruate, I guess is, is the group they were wanted to discuss. And yeah. J.K. Rowling herself took took such a personal attack of it she said her response basically is people who menstruate do you mean women and it's like uh, okay because there is a whole deconstruction that goes on when or you, you try to pigeonhole that into one thing like, yes obviously there are women who menstruate but did you know there are women who who actually don't for several reasons in their in how their body came to be don't menstruate so by saying that you are excluding them, and it it, it gets it's really nuanced. But the point yeah. is that she like stuck her flag in this, where people were telling her like it's more complicated than that, and she and basically she's saying no, it's not more complicated, and I don't want to learn. Well, and, and there's another, I mean, there's another side to it. Like from a medical standpoint, you know, we all know there's two two sexes, right? Mm, okay yeah it's, it's where, you, where, where are you going with it's this? sexes versus genders right yes okay a lot of people take like a lot of like they'll go like oh but there's so many genders and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it, it's it's not that it's hard to learn it's just i mean it's not that they like people don't want to learn it's it's hard to learn. it really is um especially if you're not involved in the community um you're not trying to you're not actively trying to learn it i mean let's be real i'm not actively trying to learn it um because i don't really i'd rather call you by your name than call you by your gender and i'd rather have your name and your person be your identity than your gender be your uh, your identity so the, the funny thing is that what you're saying is already like beyond where rolling seems to stand on because she is, because this isn't the first time she's she said stuff like this. She's been years where she is in a attempt to be, you know, more woke for lack of a better term. At this point, has been called out on like you know these critiques, like hey, maybe adjust what you're saying to this because it's more inclusive or you know however you want to put that. And she just like refuses to to grow to that. Like yeah, the people, it, the people she is talking about, the people that she claims to try to be re- trying to represent, are the ones telling her, "Hey, this is how you probably should approach it." And she's like, "Well, no, I don't want to approach it." Which is like, "What are you doing?" It, I mean, it just—it really just also depends on how it's being presented to her too, because people do get super angry um, about misquote, like mis representing them or something i i don't know it, it's just they get super angry about it um there's a lot of people who do do that and it's to me i don't see it, it like 
I don't see it worth it to really associate myself with those kind of people that are just super angry about all of that kind of stuff. And I don't want to associate with people who, and I'm not saying that it's not okay for you to do this. I'm saying I personally, I just don't want to associate people who do that because I don't want to associate with people who their whole identity is 100% just their gender. Like, that's, but that's not fair, though. There's other. Right? It's, it, I mean, it's it's not fair because the reason I'm saying it's not fair. People, people, and if and like I like I could care less about what how you identify as. Like I just don't care. And like I, you can identify as an age sixty four Apache attack helicopter, and I'll still hang out with you if you're a good person to hang out with. Okay, I see what you're saying with it, but it but that kind of, what you're saying kind of is getting a little close to like when people say I don't see I don't see color I'm colorblind. No, that's not how no, it works. It's not that I'm colorblind. It's that I just don't care. <laughs> okay, I guess that's one thing. It's, it's and, different. I've, like, I just don't care enough to really see that as a reason to call it to attention, to really worry about it. I mean, if it's like, if it's something where I'm just calling you, hey, man, or hey, woman, and you find offense to that, then let me know. I'll be like, okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's really always how it should be treated. It should be kind of like a, Okay, not a. Uh, I won't hang out with you anymore because you're because you're this way. But like, if you're gonna get mad at me for calling you other things, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just kind of it varies by situation. You know I, I mean? I, I'm gonna say you, but I mean the role you. You have to be open to people correcting you when it comes to this kind of stuff. If you you misgender someone, you have to be open to being corrected, and that's just the reality of it. And it sounds like you are, from what you're saying. You're open to being corrected if you misgender somebody. And I think everyone has to be open, to, and they have to learn to adjust to that. It's it, well, it's also period. like, well, I look at it from my standpoint, it's not my fight. I don't care. Like, I don't care enough to fight back on you on it. If you want to identify as something, identify as something. <laughs> I mean, and the only other thing I guess I would say to this is that, because you mentioned before, like, there are people who are 100%, 100% about it. I think the reason you kind of see that is because these are people who whose identities have been oppressed for so long. Of course, they have to highlight it in order to fight back against, against this oppression. That's why it seems like that's 100 pe- 100% people's identity, which not really, it's just the one that keeps getting smushed on, so it smushes back. So yeah, I think you just have to be sensitive. And and then also another thing is, is a lot of people think it's really weird. Um, I mean, to be honest, like, just coming from how I used to be, like, I used to be that kind of a person. It was something new. It was something that I didn't quite understand. So it's just kind of really weird to me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, and uh, I would just either avoid the topic altogether or I would try to pick that fight. But really, I mean, a lot of times I pick that fight just because it's just like, oh, ha, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be, a, you know, a troll or something. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> just just be respectful heavily and everybody who's listening well I'm try, be I try i try you know me i've always tried to be respectful of mm-hmm. other people not always and but i've i've recently a lot more recently have tried to be more respectful of people back in the day i i didn't care i was young and i wasn't super respectful and to the point of the story i think we're seeing that that Rowling wasn't being respectful. She was being corrected by the group that she would know better, and she still took some personal offense to it and took it a way that it wasn't. And yeah, she and should be she should be a lesson of what not to do in that situation. That's I think, but I mean the, also, also also people should let her comments just go. Like who cares if J.K. Rowling goes uh, says what she says? Like don't put so much weight into her words that you have to. There's there's some wisdom to that, that, but she's just not anybody. 
she she's a person that has has celebrity influence and if she's yeah. going to put herself out there and influence in the wrong direction she should be expected to be called out yeah but it is but that's what i'm saying like like she could be called out but like i'm i'm just telling everybody anybody listening to this pick your battles man that's not a battle you should be picking there's way more important stuff to really delve mm. into it go into it i mean i don't agree with that either just because when someone of her influence keeps pushing against against something like that it teaches other people to do the same because she's jk rowling and people find her influence like that's that's why you call people out like that because they find her characters more influential than her and i think there's and especially now i think i I think it's more and more as she continues to fight back against things she shouldn't be fighting back at there are people who are going to take her a lot less seriously and just are thankful that they can look to daniel radcliffe or the other actors as their examples to that universe but I think largely yeah. Rowling has basically added herself as someone that we shouldn't give a rat's ass about. Right, and and honestly, and that's the thing. Like, if that's the phrase back in back in grade school, "sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but words will never hurt me." You know, and it's it's really something that like sticks with me because this is in today's day and age with anonymity on the internet and with a whole lot of like this reactionary, like, oh, I can't believe this person said that that the news site the reactionary news cycle and with everything that we see online with reddit and facebook and and like uh twitter and all that it's it's people are so reactionary now and they're letting words hurt them and it's just it's interesting to me it's interesting to me that they see all of this and they take it to heart well they should really what they should well no they should here's the thing there's a difference between taking to heart somebody who's demeaning you that you don't know. You don't know this person is demeaning you. Who cares what they think? You need to associate uh, associate yourself with people who feel the same way as you. And that's okay. Do that. Associate yourself with other people who, who are like-minded. But you don't need to go out and attack all the people who don't think the same way as you. I beg to differ. I think you call people out on their bullshit. Well, I mean, you could call them out, but you don't have... But there's a there's a particular way that you could call somebody out uh-huh and that is that's exactly what this story is about calling somebody out right on bullshit right so right she got called on her but, bullshit rightfully so but leave it at that she got called out on her bullshit she isn't changing leave her alone let her do her thing don't worry about her don't give her a second thought it's as simple as that i mean i think that's good advice i mean i, I think generally speaking but i just yeah, like i just don't either, want to Either she'll either she'll change or she'll get thrown by the wayside, or she'll become president of the United States. No, she's British, isn't no, she? No, but I'm I'm making a point. There are some people oh. you can't you, whose bullshit you can't let slide because then they become president of the United States. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, and, but it's a, that's a different story. Like they're president of the United States and they're still that. But we have power over that. We are able to vote them in and out of office. We'll find out about that. Unless I, I, I think I think the power we had over the presidency has been tested this last four years, and it's proven that our checks and balances are fucked. Yeah. Well, they were fucked with Obama. Yeah. Well, they've been fucked forever. I mean, with Obamacare, with Obamacare, with the when he when he initiated the um, executive order, and uh, when he initiated the executive order for Obamacare, and the Supreme Court was just like, well. The majority of people voted for him, so we're just going to let it slide. There is legislation behind that, too. Like, uh, I, I, okay, until... I, this is me saying, we talked about this in another episode, the ACA yeah. penalty that, that got put on people, not right. 
But yeah. let's also not forget the fact that it, that a lot of this legislation that led to the way it was is because a constant rejection of Medicare for all and the idea yeah. that we should have universal health care system. So we got we got the problem is that we ended up with a shitty system. And the second problem is that the, the Democratic Party decided to take that as a win and, and is riding it to, to this day when it wasn't a win. No. But, that's also anyway. yeah. That's also another thing. Yeah. But yeah, no, I and that's that's another thing is these words won't do anything unless they become actions. They honestly, if if you're being hurt by words, then you gotta you gotta sort some stuff out. Because I words, I cannot co-sign that, buddy. I cannot co-sign that at all. Well, that's something that we're gonna disagree on then. <laughs> no common because, ground. I mean, Damn it. Because no, nah, no. Well, but that's the thing is 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 to me. The only reason why words have power is because you let them have power. And then there are people who actually have power and their words mean something. Right, but their words can become actions. I'm I'm mostly talking about the oppressive people and their words. Yeah. And their words have power. But that's what I'm saying is is in the stance of J.K. Rowling, she's not going to be power. She's not going to be in power. Who cares what she says? She can say all the words that she wants to. And she said a lot and wrote a great book series on it. But you know, there there are people that look up to her. I mean, I don't know how much that still exists, but but don't think there aren't people that look at J.K. Rowling and go, "See, that person gets it. She's fighting a back against these stupid transgender people and their and their silly politics." There are people thinking, that. and her looking at her yeah. as an example of someone who's fighting back against. Oh, they're trying to change my world, and I don't want to change, but they're making me change. That's what she represents, like a a part of society that refuses to change. Is refusing to to be flexible, and instead it just keeps keeps oh, going with we oppressive set, word we set, we, Everybody set that kind of a system up. The news is like that. The I mean, people every everywhere are like that. And then that's another thing is is and it's really I should say more specifically, people in the United States are a lot like that. Mm. People in England, mm. I've seen a lot of people in England that are like that. I've seen a lot of people. You know, there's so you know, a few countries that do, but the United States is really really big on it's my way or the highway and that's something that we got to if and you know with the united states for the longest time we always wanted to consider ourselves a christian nation we always wanted to consider ourselves uh you know a, a nice and christian and religious and all that kind of stuff but i can tell you right now a majority of people who claim to be christian in this country and are not uh, refusing to change or refusing to love one another or refusing to do essentially what Jesus commanded in the Bible, they're not. They're not acting Christian. They're not uh, participating in a Christian lifestyle. And, you know, they always say, but but my morals, the gays are getting rid of our moral, moral compass. It's like, no, you're not acting moral yourselves. You're also not acting moral. You're doing that yourself. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's both ways. I mean, it's one of the things. Like, they... And I'll say it because they don't pick their fight. Nobody picks their fights. Nobody picks their battles right. They're picking words and actions against words instead of actual actions. Uh, I, at this point, we, I guess we need to move on to our actual topic for today. I would just recommend everyone who's interested in that story to follow up on it. There's yeah, there's a lot to it, I would say. But. Yeah, there's a lot to it. And it's really just, that's like what I was saying, like... It's words shouldn't matter unless they're actions, unless they turn into action. But words do matter and choose your words carefully. Yeah. And and learn to change your words if people tell you to change. Uh, and that, that boils down to picking your battles, too. So COVID. All right. Woo. Let's talk about COVID-19. COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So 
So yeah, we're still in, in the COVID times, in the Rona hey, times, quarantine times. Even even if it took a slight backseat to a pressing issue, the fact remains that we are still in a pandemic. Coronavirus is as strong as it's always been, and we are fucking it up. Yep, just a bit, just a bit. Um, Arizona is what the hardest hit though. Texas actually. Texas. Texas. Everything's got to be bigger in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Texas. Really? Surprisingly, Texas. Yeah. I think okay. they, at least, I can't remember if it was per capita or just gross numbers, but they, they have the high, the highest spike in cases. Well, I mean, and typically, I mean, I do always have to wonder this as well as far as it comes to with uh, with this. Is it, and this is a question, I don't know, I haven't looked this up, I haven't really found out about it. Is it, has it been like a lack of testing this whole time and more people are getting tested? Is that no. what mm-hmm. the cause of the spikes are? I mean, partially. We have gotten better at testing. Don't think we're still any better at testing, or much better at testing, but we are getting better at testing. And in just okay. raw numbers, yes, we were, we probably would have increased raw numbers-wise regardless of what. The problem is is that these numbers are spiking at a greater proportion than we've seen before. Plus, to back that up, all you need to, look, need to do is look at hospitalization. And Arizona hit 80 in hospitalization as far as uh, the 80 percent 80 percent in like our capacity yeah. to handle the the sick public we're at 80 percent yeah we were, i mean it doesn't help that everybody's going out and protesting and not wearing masks now it, that's that's another important thing that we didn't make a, a distinction right now the spikes that we're talking about and the the increased rates that we've been seeing happened before the protests before the protests yeah when they right started now it wouldn't surprise anyone, I think, if we saw an, a, 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 this spike continue because of the protest. But I will tell you from experience and from observation, the, the two groups of people who are, A, going out and having fun again, like it's okay, and the groups protesting look very different. And by that I mean protesters are wearing masks, being socially distant, yep. no handshaking, yep. no hugging. The other group, not so much. So if you, hear, if, if you start hearing the narrative that it's the protesters' fault, Fuck that narrative. No, and that's uh, that was one of the things that I wanted to say. I mean, obviously, you're right. But the um, the thing I wanted to point out is even before that, even before it was the AOK and the state was opening back up and all that kind of stuff, the sheer number of people, every time they went to the store, nobody wore a mask. Exactly. The sheer amount of people, and this is in Arizona, that that just don't wear masks, that absolutely refuse to wear a mask, even though it's there? it's one of the most uh, one of the most beneficial things that you can do, easy easy it, to do. It, yeah, it's super easy. What is what is the problem with wearing a mask? We're not telling you to stifle your political beliefs or to say that you know we're trying to control you. No, just just wear a fucking mask. Like wear it. It's not that hard. I, went I mean, to an Ace Hardware t- grocery stores, people not wearing masks. You know where I did see masks? Chinese Chinese uh, pro- restaurant. And the protest, but Chinese yeah. restaurants. And who who the fuck was was getting all, all racial in the beginning? At when when it was China's fault, poor Asian Americans, and yet they're the ones who were being the most careful of what I was saying. Even, yeah. even my Mexican and, brothers aren't, aren't being like kind of, but <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, is it's and I so I was wrong. I initially said, you know, I don't think it's going to hit Arizona that hard, probably because of the weather. Well, I was wrong. God, I wish you weren't though. And, but if, I really if, wish I wasn't. If, if the but I was. was if the heat was going to be a positive factor, I'm not fucking seeing it. Yeah, it's we're, not. We're hitting a hundred here. We're... Oh, a lot, a lot. We've <laughs> so... been hitting hundred a lot. So does it yeah. take one twenty? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, <sighs> and that's one of the things we'll find out with the vaccine once we learn more about this kind of thing. It's just it's it's strange to me that when everybody saw the AOK, they thought, oh, okay, well, I don't have to wear the mask anymore. No. We opened up a few businesses. We opened up restaurants. We opened up things so that way, that way people aren't stuck at home all day and going crazy. Um, you know, like me. And and it's good to open up. Like like I still think that it's good to open up businesses um, because I mean these are people's lives. This is how they get their money. This is how how they can live. And with the government stimulus package of fourteen hundred dollars that's nowhere near enough of anywhere close to what you need to pay rent um sorry mr senator whatever your name is who said oh yeah just quit starbucks for the four months and you'll be okay yeah um no no nobody's okay this is a huge deal this is a huge problem as far as economically like economically it's crippling us it's crippling our country it's crippling people who live on that note, I want to present this to you, present this, what I've been hearing to you and see what your interpretation is. And, and I think I've been getting this information from a neutral source, but I want to hear your opinion on it. Okay. So you heard that the House has put in an act, the, the HEROES Act, right? And that's their attempt at another stimulus and more more government benefits for the in response to the pandemic, right? Have you been? No, I have not. Okay. So I will tell you that for the last, maybe I think it was like two or three weeks ago, at least, the House, maybe you can even say the House Democrats, but we'll, before I even go there, we'll say the House has put in a bill saying, here's our idea for getting more stimulus out there, for more help for those who are being impacted. Yeah. What do you think is happening to that bill right now? It's getting crushed by the Senate. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the, wow. Did the, I have to really guess that? I know. The the Senate and... What doesn't Mitch, the Senate crush? Mitch McConnell specifically has stated that while... The state uh, basically know, that they're going to wait and see. They are in a wait and he, see South approach. South Carolina? I forget. But but he and the rest of the uh, of the, the Senate Republicans are in a wait and see approach. They want to continue to wait to see what happens. They want to get more data, they say. And then they say they will act on Now, all accounts that are that are being heard, both published and talk, suggest that, that even the Republicans will do another stimulus package. That will happen. They are just sitting on their hands and doing it the last part. And they are waiting for the data to suggest that they make that as small as well, to begin with. There's another thing that they're waiting on, but we'll, I'll cover that with you next. Where, what do you, what's your take on that? So, so my 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 biggest take is, is is number one, Mitch McConnell needs to get his crotchety old ass out of our government. Here, That's here. the biggest thing. I can't stand that dude just as much as I can't stand Nancy Pelosi. Need to get his crotchety old ass out of our office, out of out of our Senate. We need to have. We, we because of him we need to start having term limits on our senators but they're the ones who vote for it so there'll never be term limits for senator because he could be a career senator unless we push uh, hard i mean we we're, we've been changing a lot lately not to jump back to uprising but well that's why we got to vote them all out <laughs> yeah. just get get rid of them get rid yeah. of it doesn't if it's if they're if they're democrat or republican if they're an incumbent senator in your state get them out get them out advice to everybody i think generally that's not bad advice <laughs> yep so um, so yeah they're gonna off. sit on this they're gonna sit on this yeah go ahead yeah second off um of course of course it's it's the republicans that are going to be doing this because if it's if it came from house democrats then the republicans are against whatever the house democrats do no matter how good of an idea it is 
So, specific so, question. How much do you think this is about the GOP trying to maintain this? Because they always try to maintain this. I don't think it's actually true. They're trying to maintain their power over the Democrat, quote-unquote well, power that, over the Democrats. But I think they want to maintain this idea that they are the party that doesn't like to spend money. So this money that they don't want to spend will be spent, but we're going to make sure we show you that we're doing it as as responsibly as possible. It sounds like wait, they're trying is, to feed that is narrative. That what the, wait, is, wait, what? Is that the Republicans? Okay, tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Isn't is the Republican narrative not that they try to spend as much as little money as possible? That's their narrative. Whether they actually do that, I think, is quite the opposite. And they no, they want to spend as little of their money as possible. I guess that's a good way to put it. But but I think there's another example of that. <laughs> that they want to show their voters that we don't we don't we don't do wasteful spending. So if we do this, we're going to make sure we wait. We do a lot of research before we pull the trigger. That's what it seems like to me. I don't know if I'm off base. No, no, you're not off base or anything. That's just that's that's really okay. If that's the narrative of a Republican is that they don't want to spend money, um, I I I don't even have words for that. <laughs> I just don't have words for that. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what. It, I don't know who's being fooled by it. Um. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. You're right. I mean, I guess that's where I feel like I'm coming from a biased perspective when it comes to that, because oh, I, I, I don't feel like that's I don't happening know. at all. I, I don't know, because I have never known a Republican to not spend everybody else's money. It, it, and it feels like this situation highlights it. Like, it's I don't I don't know what they're reading or what, but I think there's plenty of data that suggests that, you know, that even if the general economy might look like it's doing okay-ish, it depends on the day sometimes, but there's still... Like what we're at seventeen percent unemployment right now. Like there are people who are hurting still. I don't think this. the I don't think the economy is doing okay. I think it depends on the I day and when you ask okay it or who you ask, but certainly not the people. Not, no, not, not citizens. You know who's you know who's who's doing okay? The CEOs, the politicians. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're the ones who are doing okay um, because. So, like if you got over a million dollars in your bank account, you're doing just fine. Mm-hmm. For the rest of us who don't have a million dollars in our bank account, we're struggling. All of us. There was um I and I don't have this sourced, but I I, I mean I really should look this up. Maybe I will look this up. But this is what I have what I've been understanding. There are some statistics, or maybe it's not statistics. There are some quotes going around from I guess it's supposed to be GOP before analysis. before you do that. Okay, hold go ahead. on. Do that. Let me ask you something. What, sure, sure. what what do you think we pay our taxes for? For ourselves? Am I putting no, it simply? No, I thought it was for the government. Okay. No, of course it's for ourselves. Okay. It's for it's our like standard question. of living. <laughs> it's for our standard of living. We pay taxes to the government so that way they can maintain the standard of living that is set super high by the United States, that is set high by our community because we want to live in the greatest country in the world and – Guess what? You have to pay money to do that. Go figure. <laughs> you know, spoiler alert, if you want good things to have happen to you, pay money. But but Josh, <laughs> I, I my good things were all because of me and what I did. Those other people should do the work to get the good things that they wanted that badly. Yeah. Well, and, and what bugs me is is with taxes. And that was with, sarcastic, by the way. Thing. Huh? That was sarcastic, by the way. Audience. Oh. <laughs> The, the the big thing is these with these um with these whole things where you know now everybody's like oh the stimulus package is just socialism and all that stuff what are you 
just stop. Just stop. Just it's time to stop. You don't know what you're talking about if you're saying as a taxpayer, I'm not paying my taxes to the government so that way they can maintain my roads, they can maintain my fires protection, they can maintain my police, they can maintain my military, they can maintain my safety and my security and my way of life. You cannot say that that you're paying for taxes for any other reason. Yeah, that was all I had. That was all I had. I think it's pretty pretty simply. Yeah, it's and, it. I mean, that's what you're paying your taxes for. So what if everybody needs forty five hundred dollars or more? A goddamn pandemic. Three thousand dollars a month to survive a pandemic. What are we paying our taxes for if not to supply that? Well, obviously, those people who who don't have income right now should go and risk themselves. Right? That's what they should be doing. Right. Yeah. They should be going out <laughs> and, and risking their lives. That's well, how you do it. I don't I don't understand how what's what's wrong here? Just go yeah. go risk your life and Well and, the, <laughs> and here's the here's the thing. If you because like there's people like me, I, I can't I, I hate this sitting at home doing nothing. I don't like not working. I've always worked, I've always liked working, I don't like not doing it. So for somebody like me, I'm 100% willing to quote unquote risk my life. I, I, I promise you I'm not going to die from coronavirus. And yes, I promise you. Probably because I already had it in December, maybe. Wait, what? No, that's impossible. The first case was in January in the United States. Oh, what? D diseases, no dates and times and borders? It's tracking the disease. As far as I know, it couldn't be. You, you can't have it. In, okay, this is going to be a different thing, but... Well, unless unless it was um, not uh, tracking the disease, but that's another thing. Is is I say the that, disease I say that, out before? Yeah, cause I say that out loud. But also, was the government doing enough to track that shit? Probably not. So you know, yeah. what? I rescind my statement. <laughs> yeah, and that's another, like like come on again. Do diseases know borders? Do they know? time do they know do they have a concept like they go all right all right we're gonna take out the united states here in january cool and, all right what i mean was mostly how long it took to get from point a to point b not because it was choosing to it just but that's the thing it could have made its rounds beforehand and it wasn't nearly as bad COVID 19 as we know was a mutated it was mutated from like an earlier strain right well, yeah, because yeah. coronavirus is a thing we've had forever. It's just this is the one that became substantial yeah, in 2019, it, it, hence because COVID-19. started. But that's the thing. I think I, I'm fairly certain, okay, because there's been people who are known to be asymptomatic and there's people known who had mild symptoms and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm fairly certain in November, December, I had a coworker who I'm fairly certain had it. And he did not get tested on it until February. When they tested, when they tested a lot of people, and they tested him to see if he, uh, to see if he had coronavirus. What about the antibodies? They didn't do that test hmm. because he had it in December before coronavirus supposedly hit. But all of the symptoms of coronavirus that you hear, he had all of them. He had to be put on a respirator at the hospital. He was in the hospital for over a week. He had to be put on a respirator in the hospital. He lost a lot of weight doing it. He came back and he was still coughing because, it, it, but and the doctors had no idea what it was. They tested him for all hmm. sorts of stuff and they had no idea what it was. So let me get the, so let me get guess. Take a wild stab at it. If it walks like a duck and talks like a quacks like a duck, <laughs> maybe it was coronavirus. 
And maybe he gave it to all of us. I mean, I'm a, the only thing I would say against that, and not that I would, I'm not even trying to shut down what you're saying, but we, we also know that coronavirus, or COVID-19, I should say specifically, a lot of it mimicked a, a pneumonia. So, yeah. I, and I'm not, the only reason I say is because you know, I know what you mean about the, the quack like a duck and stuff like that, but... I mean, he, it's not impossible that he had just something that obviously but kind of pneumonia, flu symptoms like that. Pneumonia is a symptom of COVID-19. Yes. And or, that's the or difference. pneumonia-like. I, I think the way they put it is that pneumonia-like symptoms are Yeah, but then they can develop into pneumonia too, which is why when it gets really bad. Because you get the pneumonia-like symptoms and then it develops into pneumonia. The, the I guess the how only, I understand it. The only other... I guess skepticism I would have about that is that it seems like again we're learning about this every day, and we're yeah. and we're we're not putting as much effort into it as we should be anyway. So we'll make we could learn otherwise. But everything I've read suggests that that the earliest case we had was and we didn't we couldn't have had one earlier. But, we, well, we could have had a, a lot more earlier than that. I mean, we could, but it seems like the research says not. But then again, I haven't didn't dug into it, so I'm not yeah. going to pretend to be an expert. But that's what's been reported up to this. Yeah. And and that's one of the things. Like, it, I'm sorry, we went on a, on a big tangent. I ruined what you were saying before by by saying that shit. So I'm sorry. Oh uh, no 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 no, that's fine. I don't know. I don't know where I was going. I was on a tangent. You were talking too. about yeah, about getting back to work and wanting to go to work. Oh yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things. Like, if if you want to go back to work, go back to work. I mean, like, if your business is open and everything, and it really shouldn't. Like, I understand where a lot of people are coming from on the other side of the spectrum where they're saying like hey like we need to shut everything down it needs to be closed down and we need the government to make sure that it closes down you know if you want to close down be uh if you want to close down for the safety of the public close down for the safety of the public if you want to stay open for your own financial gain stay open for your own financial gain but there needs to be options there needs to be a, a, a something that says like hey if you can't stay if you don't want to stay open here you go here's what you don't want to literally you. risk your life yeah if you don't want to risk your life and the lives of others not just your life it doesn't matter about your life it's the lives of others like for me my life doesn't matter as much i want to get out and work but i don't want to infect anybody else like that's what i care about and as someone who was was very much on board with with you know shut down as a as a last minute last chance precaution against this because everything else we could have done beforehand didn't happen or or was told not to happen et cetera et cetera, I, there is a place for reopening with guidelines. But I yes. think as, as we've been seeing the last the last month is that we reopened, we stuck to guidelines for like a day, and then we and then royal we stopped following those guidelines. Again, people out without wearing masks. People just well, look open, at, open up their restaurants and just sitting wherever they want and, you know, not being cognizant of their surroundings and how they again can be a vector for this disease. Yeah, I mean, and then look at look at like California, for example. The state of California. And they were right on like they were pretty much on it like right from the beginning. And right now they're in a position where they're opening things up but they're doing exactly what you're talking about opening up with guidelines they started initiating a mask everywhere policy if you go out of your house if you i mean you can drive in your car you can go to a place and but it's a mask only you have to wear a mask like you could drive in your own car by yourself without a mask um or with your family without a mask 
you can um, go outside on your patio without a mask and stuff like that. Um, you can run without a mask. You could go running. But like um, they and they opened up the beaches and they said you could go out to the beach. But here's the thing. No physical activity on the beach. So you can't run. You can't play volleyball. You can't like you can do surfing because you're socially distancing yourself when you're surfing. Um, and then they said no like like uh, yeah, but everywhere you go to a business, you have to wear a mask. And if you don't wear a mask, you're getting fined. You want another kind of stark um, comparison that I think will make a lot of sense? New York, right? Probably where yeah. it's the worst here in the country, right? Yeah. At the same time that we're seeing all these different states, including our own here in Arizona, starting to see a spike in numbers, New York is starting to see a, see a decrease. Yeah. Because of what and we're talking about here. Because, I mean, again, I think they had the most incentive to do it this way. They had, they had it the worst. They had to be strict about everything. But I think it's a good case, a good example of how we put in appropriate guidelines and followed them. Even in the, as bad as things are, there is a way to push forward. But we have to do it the right way. If not, we risk the issue. The issues we- yeah. And and with a with a state like California, it's, yeah, I mean, it's huge. It's, it's a massive, massive state. But there, comparatively, when you're looking at, like, when you look at the raw numbers of California, you'll go like, oh, okay, wow, oh my gosh. There's like, uh, today, there was 3,660 new cases of coronavirus in California. And when you look at the raw numbers, like, especially compared to like Arizona, Arizona's, uh, hold on, what, was in Arizona today? Well, I mean, not today, I'll look back a week. 1,540 new cases today. Whoa, we passed 1,500? Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought we were like at 1,300 well, we passed 1,500 yesterday. Damn. Yesterday was seventeen hundred. Nope, sixteen fifty-four. Yeah. So one thousand five hundred and forty. And by the way, I just googled uh, COVID nineteen cases, United States, or uh, actually specific California, and then I could go and switch through states. So California, three thousand six hundred and sixty. Which, when you look at the raw numbers, seems like a lot. But then, when you look at the amount of people that live in California, yeah, like what is what was California like? Four times our size, five times our size in population. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's ha- see. And we have ha- only half of their cases. Population of Arizona. Is Not to mention the like density. Like LA is a dense place. Oh, seven San million. Seven million people in Arizona. Population of California. Thirty-nine point five million. So five times our population. Five to six. We're looking at that range, and yeah. we and we're doing half as good as, as them as far as raw numbers go with COVID. Yeah. So, in that's one of the like uh, when I compare like even the city of Tucson versus the city of San Diego because my family lives and my parents live in San Diego. San Diego has like 150 new cases today or something like that, and it's like they've got three uh, over three million people living in the area, and it's densely packed. It's not like uh, it's not like like I was thinking about it um, when I was driving there recently. I was going down the I-8. And I'm sitting out there, and there's no house. I'm in the middle of the mountains before you get into San Diego. There's no houses. There's nobody around. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, I am four, uh, I am 28 miles away from downtown San Diego. So the sign, uh, that's what the sign said, 28 miles away. That's as far away from me here in Vail is to downtown Tucson. And I'm in the middle of nowhere. I still got like 10 miles. You got about 10 miles before you actually hit city in san diego so it's pretty densely populated there's a lot of people living in a pretty small area comparatively and, and yet they're getting less new cases than here in tucson 
and I know why. It's because when I go over to California, they make you wear a mask everywhere. When you go into the grocery stores, they have uh, the the way they filter out the grocery stores and everything. It's not every man for themselves. They got people to actually follow the arrows that follow the signs and go up and down the aisles like they're supposed to. You got one line for everybody, so they all wait in one single line, and then they go and get their go to the registers and stuff and it sucks it really did suck waiting in that line for like 20 minutes um but you go into arizona you go to any grocery store 90 percent of the people aren't wearing a mask man i'm telling you i haven't been inside a store in weeks i've been doing walmart pickup like i just yeah they're, they're no. cramming so many people in there and like i said like 90 it has got to be 90 percent of people are not wearing a mask because they say oh the op- the country's open we're good to go Let's do this. And I, it's like... I, I can't pretend to understand that. I don't... Especially in... Because there is... There's a consciousness that exists where we... I don't even know. I don't even know, honestly. It just confuses me. I'm trying to justify how, how people might think that way and think, you know what? They told... They, collective they, told me that it's okay to go without a mask or I don't have to be as careful anymore. I should be okay. But it's just not true. And all you have to do is look at your surroundings and just think about stuff hard enough. And yet people don't. And is that a... What is that a faith in? Because I, I want to think that, you know, do people just have that much faith in the government? I thought it was the opposite. No, they have faith in themselves. They don't care because they're not going to get it. They just really think they're not going to get it. They think they're that special. Yeah, they don't care. They don't, they, like, they're not going to get it. Like I, I, Again, I don't want to get into this this week. I'll get into the week. But, like, when I went out for the protest, man, like, I know why I was there and why I was there was super important. But don't think I forgot for a second, you know, about COVID and just guiding every everything I did while I was out there doing it. And, I, yeah. and yet there are people who will go to the grocery store. Yeah, and that's the thing. They just don't care. Nobody cares. Because now it's starting to take that back burner seat, and it's starting to get into that, like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of going away. I'm not hearing anything on the news about it. And, so, you know, those same people are going to be like, well, I don't like the news. I don't think the news should be reporting on coronavirus cases at all. So this might be a healthy tangent to some, some more of, like, administrative criticisms i think a little bit well, one thing i'll bring up now is steve mnuchin um you know who he is cabinet members uh you got to refresh my memory i think he's treasurer department okay or state i actually don't know it's either state or treasury he he has a role like that and as part as a cabinet member one of the things he spoke about this week was he's basically definitively saying that he he doesn't think we can go backwards in that we can't reclose reclosing is not an option just don't understand why we would take that off the t- especially after seeing yeah. things the last week. Yeah. But that is the stance of the administration. How are we supposed to take I, that? Go ahead. No, so how are we supposed to take that? What do you think? Sorry, you, you may have to refresh my memory. Oh, I, I like, don't know. I, I, I It's zoned out a little bit. Sorry. Okay. No, no worries. <laughs> so just the idea that the administration is saying that as far as how we're going to continue to combat COVID, something off the table is that we won't reclose. We won't go backwards when it comes to shutting things down and doing another quarantine type thing. That's no longer an option. They're not putting that option. And, and my my take on that is, I, I get it. I get what they what because the because of the way the economy is. But they can't use. And this is what I what I honestly feel like they were initially trying to use um, use COVID nineteen earlier for is they were trying to use it as an excuse for the reason why the economy is down the drain. When I there were rumors, there were stories, and I, I just even when I was working, I, I was working as a car salesman, as a sneaking car salesman, and I could tell like because you know just looking at the numbers that I had in 20 uh 2019 versus versus towards the end, like at the beginning of 2019 versus towards the end, 
You mean beginning of 2020? Or you mean 19? At the end of 2019, right at the beginning of 2020. Okay. It was going down way before COVID hit. It was going down before people were saying like, oh, yeah, COVID. I mean, it's... You could you could tell because people weren't going out and buying things. You would go out to Best Buy and people weren't buying anything at Best Buy. You would go out to um, you you would as a car as a car salesman, people weren't buying cars. And and it's also particular types of cars because I work for Nissan. So the Versa is a is one of the like during economically depressed times because of how cheap it is. The Nissan Versa is one of the like top selling cars, but it shifted away from even buying like a Nissan Versa and going to 100% like it was almost 100% used cars. Um, the uh, where the last cars that I sold over at Nissan was pretty much just, nobody so, was coming in to buy new cars. So there was this, there were signs of consumer spending going down. It, it, yeah, and that's a huge sign of the economy going down because a lot of people when the economy goes down when the economy starts getting depressed and going down and they're starting to lose their jobs or they're starting to like like feel that pressure they don't go out and buy they go out and save so which is in our society in our capitalist society is the opposite thing that you should do if the economy is going down you need to go out and spend so that way the economy comes back up and bounces back from that you need to save during the good times spend during the bad times that's really how it should be but that's that's one of the things is once once people start saving especially in this kind of thing i think it was just kind of teetering on the edge and I think the economy was already going to implode, going to go overboard. They had the big old thing with the, what was it, the fuel, the gas prices, right at the beginning of the, the quarantines and everything. Mm-hmm. The gas prices were go- blowing up. Um, not blowing up. They were getting they were dropping, almost crashing, pillaged. Crashing, I think. Is what yeah, they were crashing. Um, the fuel prices because of uh, the trade wars that, were, that have been going on. And it's like... I, I, I just don't see using COVID as an excuse for the state that the economy was in. Um, well, they're, they're using it as a scapegoat. You're, is what you're suggesting, right? It's going to be it's going to be used as a scapegoat. Yeah, it's going to be used as a scapegoat. Like the oh, the economy was fine up until COVID hit, and no, it wasn't fine. It's just COVID was the final nail in the coffin that just kind of crushed it. So then, would you be surprised to hear that Trump has been saying has been stout, touting now that the economy is doing great? Oh well, oh, the economy is doing great for him. So we got to separate out what part of the economy is doing great versus what part of the economy is doing great, because there's two different types of economies in this country. There's the economy that you know the super rich, the wealthy um, that they have, and then there's the economy that everybody else has. It's literally it's two different types of economies. But which one do we talk about all? Well. Trump says that the economy is doing great. We know which economy is doing great. We could see it in the stock markets. But when you look at us, you know, like, I can't say the economy is doing great. If the economy was doing great, I would have a job. I'd be financially secure. I'd be happy. I'd have my own home. We wouldn't have, I'd have my unemployment where it is. We wouldn't have unemployment at 17%. How can you, how can you say that the economy is great and look at a 17% employment rate? So I was going to bring this up er- er- earlier, and I wasn't sure how to squeeze it in, but one of the statistics that the Senate's supposedly looking at, making its determination for the next package, stimulus package, the, their statistics were saying that, like, oh, most Ameri- most Americans, like 60% of American households have enough savings for three months. What? Like, that's, 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 and I was going to look it up. I, I should do that now, but... 
What they do a poll of themselves and say that? I'm gonna look this up, but that's apparently the statistics they're working off of. Oh, uh, excuse me. Yeah, I'm looking. Loud keyboard. Bitch. I know where to look it up because uh, it just had. I, I need to dig for. It. I will include it. I will look it up again and include it. But there, there's stuff like that going around. Apparently, that that's the kind of information that's getting to the people who have to make a decision on whether we get a English check or not. American households with savings accounts have an immediate balance of seven thousand dollars and an average balance of thirty thousand six hundred dollars. But there's the kicker: it's with savings accounts. Maybe that's how they got such a skewed number because the people I do taxes has, I guess, just some sample size. Most of them don't have savings like that. They they barely know how to pay their taxes when they owe. They're so they're refunders their savings, <laughs> and they get spent yeah. on bills almost immediately. Right. I mean, when you look at like like even with my even with my bill, like I regularly I have regularly lived from paycheck to paycheck pretty much my whole life. My whole working career, I have lived paycheck to paycheck, except for my first job when I was living at my parents house and i didn't have to worry about food or housing but guess who did they did and they were living paycheck to paycheck at the time i mean how many how many people are living paycheck to paycheck don't have a savings don't have a savings account because they don't want to keep money in a savings account otherwise they'll get fined for you for not having enough money in the savings account and it's just money sitting there that they need to use to pay their bills this is outrageous how prices have like it's outrageous how much prices have increased how little pay has increased how little is being done about it because the republicans are apparently afraid to spend money they're not afraid to spend money they're afraid to spend their own money it, it, i don't get it i don't get it i don't get yeah. what they think i oh, well i know i get what they think i know what they think i just don't get how we as a people are allowing it how it's been allowed to continue and how they've how they've manipulated us uh how they've manipulated us enough to justify what they're doing with our money okay so we're kind of getting close to time for for the week so let me let me pitch you this see if this is something that we can quickly review now or if we need to save for next this was was supposed to be kind of part of what we wanted to do doing our retrospect and what's been going on with COVID. So yeah. Do we feel like we're at a point where we can review what we've done as a nation and what the administration themselves have done in response to COVID in the beginning, in the middle, and now? Or do you think we still need more time? And I would say because of what has happened right now, we, we, fi- we figured it out. The beginning, we didn't do a great job. That's as simple as that. Um, and I and I will say that I obviously agree with that because that was my that was kind of my leaning from the beginning. I will say that there that I think as a global community there's a lot of failures there. It's just that yep. I, I feel like it's un, uh, you can't doubt that there were some unique failures on our part that made a bad situation worse. Yeah, but and and, and I still uh, honestly when I when I look back because you yeah, because I know what, how you feel about the the um, the administration the current administration the president. Um, I know how you feel about how they handle the situation and they could have done better. And honestly, looking back though, that's another thing is how did we know how much did we actually know how better could we have done knowing what we did at the time? How could we have known that it was going to get to this kind of point where we're at today? I think the situation has kind of evolved past and beyond what they did before now it's at a point like, yeah, we could have done this. We didn't. What do we do now? And I think that's what needs to happen. That's what our government needs to go through and find out and point out and figure out 
Um, that's what we as a people need to find out, point out, and figure out. Um, because I mean, that's part of being a part of this great country is we don't, we can't rely on the government to do everything for us. We can't rely on the government to be the ones who tell us like, you know, where we need to go. Like we don't have, we shouldn't have to rely on the government to tell us where masks everywhere. We should do that because we're a resilient nation and we're a resilient people and we care about other people. So now that you mentioned that, maybe this next question will, well, somewhat of a question. Did you hear about Trump's rally next? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. So I guess for everyone listening, um, President Trump will hold <laughs> one of his regular rallies again starting next week in, in Tulsa, by the way, which is in a different discussion for another day. But he's going to have a rally. Basically, I, I think this encompasses everything that's, I, for me, wrong with the response that we've seen so far. He's holding a rally, which I think is still way too early for, given what we've seen with numbers. They're not going to be enforcing social distancing. They no, are, they won't. He wants to cram as many people as possible. You probably won't see people with there. masks. They might do temperature stuff. I feel like that's an easy thing that people will do as a superficial thing. Masks is an easy thing. I know, but people are, but people don't want to do that. How is taking a temperature easier than wearing a mask? This is putting it on somebody else it's literally ah, pushing no, the responsibility geez. on somebody else I, I i wouldn't be surprised if that's not that that doesn't happen either but i'm saying that could be like one of the things they do but another thing is that they're already i asking, hope everybody who shows up to this rally has a quote-unquote fever and gets sent <laughs> home yeah but they they are um they're, they're they're telling people to that they won't be held liable if you come to this which i guess makes sense but god it's just so there's so little care for even his own base these people are going to vote for him, and he's but he's okay with like getting them sick, and I guess he's okay being in a, amongst it too. So like, but uh. yeah, um, we know, I know. It's just it's these times are really tough. <sighs> and look, yeah. I and and I want to say like a lot of this kind of stuff. Like at the beginning and towards the beginning of it, I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, you know, all these people bottling up, you know, and how much of these riots, how much of this stuff, like looting. You know, all this stuff occurred because of what has been happening with these, with these shutdowns, with the uh, lockdowns, with, with, even with the curfews. Like, how much of it is just people being bottled up, up inside and they're just going crazy, just going bonkers, you know? There, there is something to be said that maybe a lot of the momentum for, for change that's happening right now might, might literally be happening because there isn't anything better to do. Which is sort of and sad. See, and that's, a, sort that's of sad. another thing. If if it's if it's causing people to change, and this could be a reason why the Republicans don't want to open up, is because uh, don't want to close everything down again. Is because what else is there to do when everything's closed down? When everything's open again, there's stuff to distract you. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> like I can understand opening up some stuff, like being like keeping some stuff open, like food industry stuff like that like i can understand i can understand wanting to go see a movie every now and then and things like that i would never go to a movie theater i hated movie oh, well i didn't like going to movie theaters anyway i have a good home theater system i didn't want to really go out and about but it's just um it's like it's like ah man you know i could good see time. though being bottled up inside i'm like i want to get out and do something i don't care if i have to go out and see a movie or i have to go to a restaurant for the first time in week i don't want to sit at home all day <laughs> you know and i, th- yeah. I think that's really it spawns a couple of things number one people going crazy and looting and looting looting by the way not a good thing don't loot 
Sorry, guys. It's not really stop on. It's not. Yeah, exactly. That's mostly stopped. And like we mentioned our last podcast, police doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but also, I mean, it's just it's like I was saying with the with the whole thing is you know the the people in power, the people who are in power in our country, they will do everything they can to keep us distracted from all of the issues that they're causing. And they want to, and they're pointing the fingers, blaming everybody else, they're blaming, you know, you got people in the Democrats now are blaming the police for everything that's been going on. You got people on the Republican side blaming the Democrats and the, they're blaming um, COVID-19, they're blaming the looters, and they're, it's just all a blame, 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 blame game. But look at where all the fingers are pointed. They're not pointed at themselves. They're not pointed at their own failures in you know, keeping our government secure and strong. They're, they're failing at their jobs. All of them. They are just 100% failing at their jobs. And I really hope, I really hope this podcast gets big enough to where somebody hears it. And I, and if, if you hear this and you're in connection with anybody in our House or Senate or anybody in our government, let them listen to this and let them hear me call them a failure. I don't care who you are. I don't care how right you've done by the country, quote unquote, right you've done by your party. You're a failure to our country. They need to hear. It's as simple as that. They need to hear it and need to live by. They need to get better. They, our government needs to get better. It needs to stop being this millionaire playboy, billionaire playboy club, and it needs to get better. It needs to get better at protecting its people. And so far, it's not. It's actively killing its people. And it's actively pointing the finger elsewhere and going, well, it's them. It's not me. It's them. It's a terrible thing. And that's one of the things like that people just that even my friends, they don't realize they don't see. It's hard times, man. It's hard times. <laughs> and when I try to bring it up, they use those same distractions to try to distract me from it. But if you listen to this podcast, I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. I consider myself a pretty smart dude, believe it or not. Well, you know, I believe it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty good judge of character, and I'm pretty smart. I, I can figure things out, and I can see exactly like I can see the issues. It's all about the. It, it's always been ever since when I was like when I was younger, I first started listening and paying attention to politics. I figured it out. It's all about the money. It's a hundred percent about their money. All about the major. Okay, Hefley, we got to wrap up. Oh no, we don't got to wrap up. We got to keep we... going on with this. No, I it's got passion, fury. I got, we got things to do. I know I got things to do too. <laughs> we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> but okay, we gotta we'll keep up. talking about it. That's our common ground. We know at least we both know where everything, where the problem is. We'll we'll be back next week. Yes. Thank you guys yes. so much for so. watching. If you're a member of government, thank you for watching. Even though you are a failure, do better. Do better. Do your job better. And please, if anybody's listening to this and you think that I'm attacking your party specifically, then yes, <laughs> I am attacking your party specifically. <laughs> I am attacking both parties, Democrats you. and Republicans. Your I hate party. them both. Yep, and it's your party. I'm attacking you personally. It's your party. <laughs> don't don't make your party your identity. All right, and with that, this is CGA signing off. See you Thanks next for watching. Week.